All right. Uh, go, Gogs. Welcome to the Movie the Podcast. That's right. Movie the Podcast, home of the birthday swaparoo. What does that mean? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Is yeah. it sexual? Stay tuned to find out. Me we were talking. We were talking. We had. Uh, I had our housewarming party over the weekend. And nice. We talking Why was I invited? Gog should have held out. Well, I didn't think you'd make it from Inverness. <laughs> um, but we we're talking. Gog should have held out for more picks from you. No, no, he he can't do that because here's the thing, right? It's like one of those um oh uh well it didn't work for Kevin Durant, but it's like we're gonna have to watch Clerks three, right? So like there's you can't like leverage anything because we have to watch it. So get what you can. You it's know. like right, right. Dunkirk. There's no escaping this, son. Right. It's Machado to the Dodgers. It's like we fucked around with this for too long, and now we got to get rid of it, and this is what we get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we watched. Uh, we watched my birthday pick, which was Three Kings, uh, and we're gonna hot swap in November, and then we get to watch Clerks the Three. Oh boy! Can't unless wait. the show, I... like, unless we, unless we end the show. Hopefully, the world ends. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll so don't trade, away. maybe I'll trade up my birthday pick, and we'll just keep pushing it. So oh, eventually, eventually, people forget about it. Oh, well, we're we not still have all those rules we never use, like where we can break format. So literally, whatever my next pick that that movie's available, we're watching it. So just like, <laughs> yeah, the only reason we want. didn't watch it this time is because you had to rent it. Like this is the funniest thing ever to me is that it's available digitally. And understand if you're not a filthy pirate like me. Every movie is available once it, especially if it's new. If it's new and it goes digital, it's available the same day and generally a couple of days beforehand. Like I don't know how these people get them, but if something comes out on like Amazon, it's usually out two or three days before it's officially released on Amazon. No one gives a fuck about Clerks Three. It's not available anywhere. It is available digitally. You have to purchase it for fifteen dollars, and uh, yeah, you yeah, rent it. You don't even purchase. Why is your connection all bad, guys? You're you never have a problem with your mic. Your mic's all germly. I was all gonna get a stupid pop filter. The pop filter yeah. is. So you got is the your pop filter fucking up? Oh, you got maybe. some kind of limiter on it or something? <laughs> I got a pop limiter. limiter. Clerks three, I, a movie that's a, apparently so bad that the positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are like two point oh, five out Sean, of five. Thank you, thank you for pointing that out. I. So I saw some very deceptive marketing for the movie where they put, uh, help me out, guys, the little popcorn icon. Was that the icon? That's the, the audience reaction icon. Is that right? Yeah, like that's, the, do I still sound, do I sound better or worse? You sound fine now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the but audience the, on, on, yeah. So they put, it put like 88% Rotten tomato, but they had the little popcorn icon. And then one of y'all, I, I shared that. One of y'all was like, oh, no, that's the. The audience score. That's not the critical. The critical score is like in the in the toilet, like you would expect. Yeah. And like audience score is fucking stupid. Like I'm sorry, but like audience score is always higher than critical. Like every time. And I I saw on TikTok actually the the, the night uh Saturday night when I came home I saw some fucking goof. Like he was like he literally he he uh his video was. Like he was tearing up about how much he loved Clerks Three. I was like, okay, people are just oh, insane. Jesus like tearing was he, up. Are, are you sure he wasn't joking about how Kevin no. Smith tears up about everything? No, 
I, if he was, this was a very this this guy was next level. No, I'm pretty sure this guy was sincere with how he how much he loved this film because uh, it was also the caption was was very like glowing about Kevin Smith. It's like I, yeesh. I am uh, I I think uh, before we watch it, whenever we do watch Clerks three, we need to figure out. If it's like we need to put some kind of prop bet if it's going to be better or worse than Jay and Silent Bob reboot because I think oh, that would be better. Bottom of the, the better. Barrel. I would I think, think it, it might would have worse. to be better. Than I think the it might reboot. be worse. Mark me down for better. We'll figure it out. When we yeah, I'm going up. better because that was that was There's no like, possible fucking way it's worse than that. That was movie. like disturbing how bad it was. <laughs> like it was yeah, and disturbing and how much Kevin Smith wants to fuck his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad. Uh, all right. Uh, what? Did, so, oh, oh. What did we watch this week, Scott? Did you say? You didn't say three. Kings. Yeah, we did. We watched. We watched three kings. David O. Russell's Three Kings. Uh, David O. Russell's best movie. Ooh, I would wow. not even disagree. I the would. The fighter's uh, real good, though. I yeah, like the fighter, the fighter quite really a bit. I, I like, like the fighter, and I like Silver Linings Playbook. I like Silver Linings Playbook too. I really liked I Heart Huckabees, but I think I'm alone in that one. <laughs> it's a you movie about it. existentialism. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, what's that? I Heart Huckabees? Yeah. Sorry, I love, yeah, that, I love that movie. It, and also, the guy the... doesn't get talked about very much, but he's got a very interesting career. Yeah, he's only directed he's... like he's only directed like ten movies. Yeah, it's pretty, he's pretty up and down though. Like I don't know, and also like apparently he's like notoriously hard to work with. Like I don't know if y'all heard that like. There's like that they used to play it on Stern Show all the time, and I think it's from I Heart Huckabees, where he's like screaming at Lily Tomlin. Yeah, <laughs> it's, re- it's really bad. Also, he well, was apparently uh, on this. Apparently, on this movie, him and Clooney had like major issues. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I like hear all like through, all the time, all yeah. through. Um, and like everything also, I've heard, everything I've heard about Clooney is that he's like super easy to work with. Yeah, yeah, I've heard he's pretty he's pretty agreeable. Like I, the only thing that I've ever heard about Clooney was on uh Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I guess like him and Coffin didn't didn't get along because he like butchered his script, but whatever. Uh the thing one of the funniest David O. Russell facts that I always like to remember is he was the initial director for the Uncharted movie. That's how long that movie Wild. was in production. Yeah, he was, and it was supposed to be Marky Mark as Nathan Drake. Oh, I do, I do remember that. Instead, he cameoed as like his older uncle or something. He was, uh, he was uh, Sully. uh, If you, he's like the older sidekick to. uh, to I never played any of those movies. Oh, you should play them. They're great. They're really good. I I have the Uncharted PS4. That's the one that I have, but I just never played the games. You should check it out. I think you'd really it was like cheap, it. It was cheaper to buy. It was cheaper on Amazon to buy the PS4 with the Uncharted bundle mm-hmm. than just a PS4 with nothing. Thanks so I got that one, and then immediately bought Call of Duty and just played Call of Duty for based. Based. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh, get into what we watched this week. Uh, Gogs. I watched parts of two things. I didn't watch. I didn't watch anything to completion. Uh, I watched the first 30 minutes of that Boxer Tumor movie that we were going to watch until the Audible was called. Uh, I guess I'll go back to that at some point. And then uh, I watched a good chunk of the uh, uh, Emily Blunt 
Mary Poppins re it's not a reboot, it's actually a sequel. Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. I was watching that with my kids. Oh. It's it's fine. Who plays the Dick what Van I saw, Dyke character? Is he in it? Dick Van Dyke is in the movie as like what? the old banker. He's still alive. Yeah. yeah. Lin Man what's wild about that movie is he, yeah, he's 92. He was 96. He's 96 now. I think he was 92 when that movie came out in 2018. Uh, he, uh, what's interesting is that the chimney sweep character is played by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And Ooh. so it's Lin-Manuel Miranda trying to do his best Cockney accent. And that's a bit much. I mean, um, it wasn't Dick Van Dyke doing his best Cockney accent yeah. a bit much. That's the exact same retort my wife gave me. And I told her to shut up. So uh, what are you what are you gonna tell me? I'm gonna tell you to tell my wife to shut up. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's hundred percent true. Uh Emily Blunt's great in it. She's nailing the whole uh Judy uh, Julie Andrews vibe, but she's the movie's really just good, kind of there. She's a really good actress. Yeah, she really great. is. She is really she is a really good actress. I think I've slept on Emily Blunt for way too long. She's quite a I don't think I've seen her in anything that I've like didn't like. I liked her in this. I liked her in the. I liked her in the the quiet move, the quiet place. I liked her in Live Die Repeat or whatever that's called nowadays. Yeah, Live Die. Re- um, what was that? What is the title? The Edge tomorrow. of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. And the book yeah, is God, the Edge book of... is all you need is kill. That's it. A- Edge of Tomorrow is the, the worst fucking title. It's so bad. It, it's mean, so clunky. It's just like it is kind of clunky. But uh, all and you I need is her in kill a... is amazing. What's the what's the movie where she and um what's his name the guy who's winning the Muppets are like on and off um it's a it's like a romantic oh, comedy like five year engagement or something like yeah that. she's good in that too so uh you know shout Emily Blunt big up Blunt um she should be a rapper she should be yeah, Emily Blunts with a Z mm-hmm. or she should um, just sell weed Emily <laughs> yes Blunt. or just rappers honestly or uh, yeah papers. Uh, you know, like White Owls. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but that's all I kind of watched. Uh, Sean. Uh, I just watched Cobra Kai season, whatever the current one was. Is it awesome? It's good, man. Like, it's if you like the other ones, you like this one. It's progressively more stupid and uh, ridiculous, but you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. I like it. Um, uh, it's nothing new. Uh, they keep bringing back people from the other movies for like the most contrived reasons, and it's, it's fun, man. It's real dumb. It doesn't take so seriously. Eventually, all. eventually, they're gonna have the whole original cast just like show up all at once. I don't know if there's anybody left. Like to br- they're gonna parade out the corpse of Pat Morita. Hell yeah! Well, it's not it's not what? canon, right? But could Jackie Chan show up? I know that's a isn't that a different timeline than the regular Karate Kid? Yeah, that's yeah, a different. That's a different multiverse branch. Yeah, they should bring in like Jackie one, Chan though. though. That would be fun. Just bring him in. Yeah. Call, just say, I mean, Pat Morita's dead, so just say, hey, what's up, Mister Miyagi? going on <laughs> there's a, a great joke where uh chosen's talking to john and he's like daniel son and i fought to the death and johnny goes so what are you a fucking ghost then <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that i didn't do much besides watch football so Alec. um the only movie i watched i just watched one movie one film one it was thing. called uh uh what's it called it's a melissa mccarthy movie uh tammy She's like a, a down on her down on her luck loser who's her and her grandmother decide to take a road trip cross country and 
they get into all kinds of hijinks and it's fine. Like yeah. I like I like Melissa McCarthy, so most of her stuff I I find at least semi enjoyable. Um, this is probably on the lower tier of the stuff that she's done. It's no like it's no like Bridesmaids or right. Spy. Like some of those movies, I think are legitimately like fantastic. Spy was but really it's, funny. It's like an hour. I think it's under an hour and a half. So like perfect. Sign me up. Yeah. The ninety the, the ninety minute point pump, <laughs> yeah. Every time, um, that's all I watched. I just, I, I'm up to date on She Hulk. That's good. Uh, we watched the first episode of the. Uh, I can always forget the name. Of it. We own the night, or we are the city. We own the city. Oh yeah, that's whatever good. it's called. Like John yeah, the, man is. How do you like, like his? Is that, uh, is that his, from the guy his, who made the wire? Yes. Yeah. How do you like his uh, Baltimore, his shitty, like, Dundalk accent? I thought it was perfect. It is like, perfect. That guy's yeah. just like a force, man. Whenever he is on screen, he's just like, he just like towers above everybody else as yeah. far as like acting ability. Like, it's crazy he's not like a huge breakout star. Yeah, he's amazing. Even with all the stuff, like, even like since The Walking Dead, that, wasn't that called like 2006 or seven? Yeah. And like he's done a ton of stuff since then, but I don't think anything where he's like a household name like No, he like consistently but, works, but yeah, he's not like a but he's, he's not like a yeah. Oh good. Um but yeah, that's all I watched. The first episode of that's really good. I'm excited to watch more. It's only like five episodes, I think. So Yo, you'll you'll blast through it. it nice it, like, nice it's limited a, series I can be through quickly and not have to watch anymore. Yeah, you'll you'll feel like it's over. Like it's over very quickly. Like I I got through it. I'm like, damn, that's it. Is that I mean, it was great. Yeah. Um. All right. Who's left? Who's left? You? Me. I'm me. I watched one thing and one TV thing. One thing. Uh, we'll go TV thing first. I watched all of Netflix. Did I talk about this already? Maybe I did. I can't remember. Uh, I watched all of Netflix's uh, new Cyberpunk 2077 show, Edge Runners. Um, it's great. Like, it's really good. Um, the best thing about it is it's 10 episodes, and it, each episode is 22 minutes long. Hell so yeah. You will blast through this. The animation is fantastic. Um, I am, like, I have been an unabashed apologist of the Cyberpunk 2077 video game since day one. I love it. It's possibly my favorite game of all time. I am currently replaying it for the fifth time. I never replay video games. I can't get enough of this game. And the show is great because they legit use like locations from the game. Um, it's kind of cool. There's shit now that they did an update of the game and there's shit that directly ties into the show, which is cool. And I don't know, but I really like the show. I thought the animation was really neat. I'm not familiar with the studio. You know, anime is always broken up by the studios that put these shows out or movies and the studio is called studio trigger. I'm not very familiar with them, but I mean, this was, this is good enough for me to like check out their other stuff. Um, I loved it. It's got like a really great soundtrack. It actually uses a lot of songs from the game. Like uh, cyberpunk is like uh, GTA where they use, they get like licensed songs. Um, but I, I loved it. And I loved how like quick it was. Like my only complaint is that I felt like the episodes like the story they tell is good, but like there's because of, they have such a crunch, there's some like emotional beats that could have like had some time to breathe. But like you know, they got 22 minutes an episode, so they're just like, 
like we gotta move gotta move gotta move gotta move, gotta move. but it, it's really good and i think like even like non-anime fans would like this like it's not it's not like swimming in like anime tropes either. You, like, but are like, do you have to be like a huge fan of the the game to appreciate, or can anyone kind of dig into it? No, I like don't think so. I mean, or neo noir. Like, I think like, I mean, I think. If I mean, I'm gonna like it because I also you, am I don't think, apologetic I mean, I think, about my love of cyberpunk. I mean, I think like if you never played the game and you watch the show, I think you'd be interested in playing the game. But I don't think you would need to like. I mean, they use some, like, terminology, like, from the game, and, like, they use the language that the game uses, but, like, all that stuff is easy like, to pick up. Like, kai, kaiju? No. <laughs> no, like, it, uh, Cyberpunk, they use, like, kind of, like, a lot of, like, science fiction stuff. Like, they have kind of, like, their own little, like, slang words, like, Nova and Choom and stuff like that, but you pick that up from context. Like, I don't know. I loved it. I I I hope they do a season two. I liked it so much. I They probably won't. Because uh, these these like Netflix anime series are notorious for being like one and done. Because apparently animation is very expensive, <laughs> but uh, it's really good. I I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, so highly recommend Oops. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Edge Runners. Uh, Not to be really... mistaken for the Blade Runner Netflix no, the, show. That that's not on. That's a uh, uh, Adult Swim, and that's oh, called Black Lotus, and it's not very good. Sadly, um, I didn't like the animation in that. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, anyway, the the movie movie I watched was a movie that got really really hyped, and maybe I'm a victim of the hype train. But I watched Barbarian, uh, which is like the new like like the new hyped horror movie right now. Um, I don't want to spoil it because. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a movie that's kind of predicated upon its big twist. But I, I want to pose you guys a question because I I seriously can't figure this out for myself. Like I don't I don't really have a good answer. So this film, if you watch the trailer, the trailer and this movie, both in content. Well, I guess it's the same thing. I was going to say. The story that they promise you in the trailer and the tone of the film in the trailer is totally different than the the the, the movie that you get. Now, my question is, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Or you can't blanket, you can't make a blanket statement like that because well, it depends on what you wanted to see. Like, right. I yeah, guess... like if you wanted to see a movie about prisons and kickboxing and you get a bunch of <laughs> oh lady God. boy banging then that's a problem that movie that, that is not that's not even close that movie gives you exactly what it says it was going to give you in fact it gives yeah. you more of it like i i don't under, i really don't understand your complaint i mean the movie it. presented itself as a prestige drama in the trailers with some kickboxing yeah, but the poster showed a guy getting ready to punch people so you're missing a still image i guess my my thing is is that like I, I always complain, and I've done it on the show many times. I complain the trailers nowadays tell you too much. I feel like half of the movies you see, you see the trailer, and it's like, well, there's no need to watch the movie. I know exactly what's going to happen. Now this movie, now the trailer is ambiguous. Like it doesn't tell you anything. Now I normally would like that, but then I guess when you get, I get, I guess my real complaint is when you get to the meat and potatoes of this movie. It's disappointing because I feel like it doesn't deliver on a promise that the trailer gave you. 
You know what I mean? Like it's unpredictable. Well, what's the trailer? Can I? I mean, like I'm not gonna. Wa- I mean, I'll tell you. I can tell you what it is. I, I'm not gonna spoil it because a lot of people haven't seen it yet. And a lot. Of, the other thing is, a lot of people really like this movie. So I very, might just be very highly I, rated. I might just be wrong. I could be totally wrong. I'm per- I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, so the movie basically is uh, this girl shows up at an Airbnb, and someone's already there, and it's kind of suspicious. Right, like it's kind of weird. This is like weird. It's a double booked, and then is this guy who he who is this guy? Like, why is he there? It's kind of weird. There's like kind of sus, and then they find this shit in the basement, and that's the trailer. Like they, there's something weird going on in this house. You don't know what it is. Trailer's over, right? And without again, I will not spoil anything, but without getting too much into it, the movie is very campy. Once the reveal is is made and it's like kind of almost like a black comedy at times, like, I, I don't know. It didn't work for me. And I, I again, I, I don't want to say it, but like the ultimate reveal of the killer to me is like incredibly disappointing and like also like just dumb, like incredibly like it's the same, I had the same problem with X, right? Like I fucking hated X and everybody loved that movie, too. Because the killer in that is just this 90-year-old woman who is, like, throwing fucking pitchforks and, like, running around a farm and doing all this, like, ninja shit. It's like, well, she's 90 years old. Like, that doesn't make any sense. This movie has a similar problem, and I don't know. I, uh, I'm kind of shocked at how many people just, like, flat-out love it. Like, yeah, and, and they keep saying the same thing. It's like, well, I didn't know what was coming, and it's crazy. It's like, yeah, and I, I agree. But, like, I don't think that makes it good. Just because it Can was I... unpredictable, does that make it good? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, Night Shyamalan movies good? For right, the most exa- part, yeah. no. Can, that's can a, I ask that's you a question? great parallel, Alec. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what did... Would it be... Would you spoil it if you explain what you thought the movie was going to be? No, I think I, I already... Well, I thought it was going to be more of, like, a slow burn, like... Do you mean who I thought the killer would be, or like what the movie? Would what the be? movie, like what it didn't deliver well, on I, that you were anticipating? I think if you watch the trailer, it's easier than me explaining it. But I think it okay. was good. I thought it was going to be more of like a slow burn, psychological mm. type horror movie, like kind of you know, like I hate the, I really hate the expression, but like an elevated horror movie, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It's not that at all. And I'm not saying every movie has to be, but if you watch the trailer, that's what you expect it to be. And I think, like, ultimately, if what the subversion was was interesting, I would have less problems with it. But to me, it's Mm -hmm. just really dumb. And the other thing is, is that, like, they hid the fucking Justin Long is in this movie, and it's like, ooh, I don't, what? No, I don't want that. (laughs) Also, like, his character makes, like, absolutely no sense to me. Um, this isn't really a spoiler because he's introduced and he's this actor that's been me too'd and like his character. Like, I don't know. I don't really understand what the director who's also the writer, who's also one of the guys on the whitest kids, you know, he's, I forget his name, but he's one of, one of those guys, um, Mm. which I love. That's a great show. Um, But like Justin Long is an actor that's legit getting me too'd. He makes it ex- ex- explicit that he deserves to get me too because he did what he's been accused of, and like he doesn't. Ha- his character arc is that he's a piece of shit, 
and he's a piece of shit the entire time. Like, I don't understand that. Like, it's funny. And this will be the last thing I say about it because I've gone kind of long. I apologize. I watched a movie a few months ago that I talked about on the show. <laughs> Oddly enough, called Barbarians, plural. And it was a home invasion movie. And I hated the movie so much because the people that were the victims in that movie were the most unlikable people I've ever seen on film. And, like, not, like, unlikable in the fact that, like, I didn't like them as actors or their acting didn't work. Like, they were written as very unlikable characters. So why do I, why do I want to invest myself in characters that I want to see die? Like, that's not the point of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what they're going for. Like, I don't understand. And, like, Justin Long's character, it's like, yeah, I hope he dies. But, like, he's the sympathetic one in the movie. It's like, what? I, I don't know. It's a very confusing movie. I'm very, I am, I, I'm interested to see, because this happens a lot, right? Like, the movie comes out, and it's just in theaters. It's not, like, widely, like, it's widely released, but, like. It's not wildly like, released. Well, when I mean something's, like, wildly released, I mean, like, it gets to Netflix, and, like, all, like, everybody starts watching it. And then it seems like there's more of a consensus to come around. And I wonder what the wider thoughts in this movie are going to be. But I don't know. I, I did not care for Barbarian. Um, I will give it a little bit of credit. I thought the acting was good. Um, the, 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 the girl, Georgina something or other, I thought she was really good. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is really good. Uh, that guy should be in more stuff. Um, and I thought that the camera work, like I, the tension in like the first hour is like really well done. And the, the music is good. Like, and then it just kind of falls off the rails. Like when they, te when you actually realize like, oh, this is like a fucking monster movie, like ass, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I hate to say it, but like, maybe I've just outgrown a lot of horror movies. Like this, this shit just doesn't work for me anymore. Like I still love the classics, but like, I don't know when you try to make like the Hills have eyes, but you, tr you try to make it and try to make it like smart. It just doesn't work. Like I don't. What's the last like horror movie, new horror movie you enjoyed? Did you like Men? Did you see Men? I fucking love Men. Is like my favorite movie this year. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I loved it, and I love Men. Full stop. Period. Mm. But, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I really like that movie, The Night House, that I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago. That was a new horror movie. Like, I still like horror movies. It's just like this. This feels like kind of like trying to be. It's trying to have its cake and eat it too, right? It's trying to be a modern, more serious, more grounded horror movie and also be a grindhouse monster movie. And I don't think it works. Like, I don't think you can do both. Like, I, I just don't. And if you can, this isn't how you do it. I, I really like Nope. That, that was a horror movie that came out recently. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I do like horror movies. It's just, I don't, I don't know. Uh, this, this one wasn't for me, dog. So yeah, I don't know. I'd be I'd be interested to to, to think. I'd be interested to hear what what any of y'all thought of the movie because I'd like to hear some other opinions from people that aren't just on TikTok. So I might anyway, watch it without watching the trailer just to see what I think. That would be an interesting experiment. I'm I'm not gonna lie. You said it's super hyped. I had not heard of this movie. Uh, well, you're not on like the the you're not in like the fucking well. Worst, first of all, you're not like chronically online like I am. 
And secondly, you're not in like the fucking movie sphere. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. And you're I, not on you're not on the coolest social media app out that there. That is true. Hey, and Alec, that is a great segue. Uh, follow Movie the Podcast on TikTok. I started a TikTok. Right now, it's just two videos of me, but I'm gonna start clip chimping the show and putting like funny clips up. We're gonna gonna, we're gonna we're gonna start what? Uh, clip uh, chimping the show. Clip chimping. It's a it's a Twitch expression. Oh. I think we should clip chimp whatever that means. Yeah, I'm gonna start uh, clipping the show and putting funny bits the up there. Mole hole the podcast meme industrial complex. There you go, Sean. Thank you. Tune in I think, for, I think tune in for gonna, me and I, Alec dancing in empty I, malls. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to look through my my apartment to find funny action figures to represent each one of us. So. <laughs> The, the gears are already turning up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow uh, uh, Movie the Podcast on uh, TikTok. My Barbarian video already has like 36, it's like up to like 4,000 views somehow. How is that possible? That's like higher than anything I posted anywhere. That's crazy. How much money you got? It's nothing. Just, it's just me going back and forth. Just hey, man, I, I still I appreciate you. You okay with that? Hold on, let me let me look at the counter here. It was it was nuts. I'm like, this is crazy. We've got 600 YouTube subscribers now. Somehow. I know it rocks. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Okay. So I'm up to uh th- 3,400 views on my my barbarian review. And we're not even like climp chimping yet. It's not even clump chipping. Wait till we get to clump chimping. All right, guys, let's talk about Three Kings. Let's talk uh, about it. There's... A movie. So you, this may come as a shock to all of you. Never seen this before. That's back to back. You've never seen what I thought was a very popular film. It was very popular. It's just something I never got around to watching. I've, I've never, have the rest of you seen this before? Oh yeah, I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, like, I probably... saw it when it came out. Probably whenever it came out on like home release. Yeah, I never I saw. It, I did not see it in the theater. On no VHS. I probably <laughs> yeah. got it from. Boy, I probably get VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got it from the local library. But yeah, it's uh, it's pronounced it's, library. But yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, I watched it in the by the fireplace near my chimney. But the uh, <laughs> no three king. You never saw nineteen ninety nine's Three Kings starring George Clooney. Uh, iced Cube and a ice, very likable Marky Mark, along with a uh, Spike Jones of Jackass. And I had no steals the movie. Yeah, Dude, it kind of does. No idea. I and I like I like like Spike Jones, but even watching the movie, like I looked at the I looked at the little thing on Plex that said the actors, and it's like he, he spells his name weird. I was like, wait. Spike Jones. That's Spike. These Jones. Spike Jones. Yeah, really good in was, the movie too. I think he was filming or had just finished being John Malkovich when this movie came oh, out. Oh shit! He should wild. act more. He was. Re- I thought he was great. In well, this apparently movie. they they told David Russell no, and he basically threatened to walk off the project if they didn't let him cast Spike I, Jones. Good was, job, I David mean, Russell. He was excellent in this movie. I I was like after I watched it, that's all I could think. I was like, he should be in more stuff because I thought. You know, I, I everybody's good in this movie. Like, spoiler alert, I thought the cast was really good in this movie. But, like, he, like, really stood out to me, especially knowing after watching it, like, oh, that's, he's a director. He's not even a fucking actor. Like, he was yeah. great. Even though, anyway, uh, what happened? Well, so in this movie, 
Um, we are, uh, this is uh, 1991, I believe. And I'm going to just say something real quick. So 1991, right, like, this is Operation Desert Storm. This is Bush 1 territory. And we've got these guys, these reservists out in the desert, and they've just won. Like, uh, one quote-unquote, Saddam has just given up. Yeah. They, uh, the Iraqi army is leaving Kuwait. And so it's a very jarhead kind of vibe of, like, we're out here in the desert doing this, but what are we really doing? Like, that's sort of an ongoing theme that you're going to see in the movie. Well, you get the um, idea that they haven't been doing anything. No. Right. Like, and they're, they've just been posted there and doing nothing for, like, I don't think months. I don't think it's clear in the movie, but the reserve unit they're in is, like, a fucking psyops. Like, a, um, they just do propaganda. Like, yeah. they're not even, like, real, real, like, soldiers, I guess, in right. that way. They're just there to make fucking pamphlets. Right, and they're, they're supposed to win the press war that... Um, right, they're, what's the it, press uh, war that uh, Gail the Snail's mother is... Uh, is yeah, is that's where she's from. What, Nora Dunn? Dunn? Yeah, that's yeah. she played she Gail the Snail's... Alive. Oh, shit, I don't even remember that. Nora Dunn! You don't... Oh, God, yeah. But she she played Gail the Snail's mom in, in It's Always Sunny. Yeah, that's yeah. How, so. That's what I recognized her from. Frank's you're from, sister-in-law. You're in your 30s, you should be bang. sexually acting. <laughs> So, uh, also a, Judy, so there, uh, a very hot Judy Greer shows up. Oh, in this very unincredibly hot Judy Greer. Um, yeah. And you know what? And you know we're going to get to it, but I think I think we have to give the, it to him. Um, the uh, Fatty, Fatty Magoo. I forgot. So it's, there's two. It's always sunny people in this movie. But Mohol, what I think is going to end up be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Hall of Flamer, Jesus. Uh, Hall, Hall of, of Famer. Flamer. I mean, it's more, it's more appropriate. Uh, uh, but. Uh, Cliff Curtis, who's shown up in so many things that we've watched, oh, and is yeah. always good in them. Uh, no matter Cliff, what race he's playing. No matter what race he's supposed to play, <laughs> Cliff Curtis shows up and brings it. Uh, so shout out to Cliff Curtis. He's like a utility infielder for movies. I don't want to bury the lead here, but I think the best performance in the movie is the uh, Iraqi interrogator. Oh, 100%. 100%. He's the best actor in a, in, a, in a film with a lot of great performances, but he is tremendous and we'll get to it um so anyway we're here the the war has just been won but these guys are out on patrol and marky mark gets to shoot somebody who might be surrendering yeah i don't know but he finally gets to kill somebody but it seems like that sort of shakes him up and now they're back at base and they're dancing and they're screaming nor dunn's reporting on it and one of the things i thought was interesting because given the time frame right uh this is 1991 we're in i, I was in we, I mean, we're all in elementary school, right? But yeah. one of the things that they brought up was, does this take, I think one of the things that Nora Dunn asked is, does this take off the, uh, the the stink of Vietnam? And, you know, the Vietnam, I forgot that Vietnam only ended in 1975. The conflict yeah. officially only ended in 1975. So this is, you know, this is still, you know, within two decades that that's still like sort of, I was like, isn't right. that a little old to be referencing? But they they were so, closer to Vietnam then than we are to 9-11 right now. That is correct. And we are sitting here with that was oh, the I last am. major conflict that America was in, and it, we kind of walked away with an L. So and this was like, you know, us finally getting our groove back militarily complexly. So um, you're introduced to this cast of characters. You're introduced to Marky Mark, who is, uh, I think we discussed it in the group chat, when he's just playing sort of an affable dum-dum, he's yeah great at that like he's yeah. great at that in boogie nights the big uh, hit. the big hit uh, uh in uh pain and gain like 
That's the marquee mark you want. You need him, you need him balanced out in an ensemble cast, just being sort of a like a big sweet idiot. Like he does great in that role. Yeah, the scene um, closer to the end when he's like clearly shell shocked slash concussed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he starts flipping out on Cliff Curtis. Like, Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Put your gun down. Like, no, no, no. He's with us. He's like, oh, you're with us. Oh, come on, man, bring it in. Like, he's yeah. so, like, yeah. yeah, it's like a switch. And it's like, why can't it, he act that good all the time? Well, why can't he do point. that? Why I, can't he do that through. all the time? I, I was thinking about this as I was, I was thinking the same thing, Alec, when I was watching the movie. But I think what it is is that now he, so like this movie and in Boogie Nights, which I would say are his two best performances, like hands down, mm-hmm. like he's legitimately very good in both those movies. He's like this kind of, dumbass like vulnerable person and then everything he does after that like what he's known for he's always like the big tough action hero yeah and it doesn't work like well yeah like when you see him in movies now versus what he looked like in this movie he's like yeah. twice as big yeah yeah and it doesn't it did but it doesn't work like he, it's weird because like he's obviously like a big tough looking guy but he doesn't have that charisma like like for to, to call back to to a person we were already talking about on the show like John Bernthal looks like a big tough motherfucker that I don't want to fight, but like yeah. Marky Mark doesn't. Even though Marky Mark is probably much bigger than John it's his, Bernthal, it's his voice. Like his yeah. voice throws everything off, like the pitch and just like the what? Mm-hmm. Huh? No, yeah, yeah. I don't he know. looks that he guy, looks yeah. like a guy that would beat an Asian man half to death. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh shit. Well, anyway, <laughs> just remember uh, if he was on the plane in nine eleven, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. Chris Jericho said the I, same thing. Thank you, Alec. Yeah, I didn't know that. Somebody oh, speaking that, of like, Jericho, real quick. I'm sorry. It kind of like I almost had to shut the karate kid off because they started playing Judas and a guy was singing along with it. I'm like, I'm hell out. yeah, on Karate Kid. What's or that? Just in your house? <laughs> no, no. So I just walked in. So on the show they were listening to Judas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, man! I said th- I would have preferred a home invasion. Like, <laughs> if I ever invade your house, that's how I'm coming in. Where's you know, Chris least... Benoit when you need him? Right. Ooh. Send for the man. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, so these guys are just kind of like chilling in the desert, doing their thing, celebrating, having a good time. They're gonna, they got another busy day of just in docking Iraqi prisoners. So they got to stop getting drunk off of imported liquor. I'm not sure. Uh, and as they're in docking, folks, you got Marky Marcus is like, hey man, just kneel down. No big deal. Just come hang out. You know, we're gonna teach yeah. you some food. We're gonna, and then you got Spike Jones running around with a revolver, just screaming at people trying to blow their heads off. Where did he um, get that fucking thing? That's not like standard issue. No, that thing looked no almost joke. like a flare gun. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a flare gun. I think it's one of those. Um, it, so. I think it's one of the. I think it's one of those uh, revolvers that shoots four ten shotgun shells. I forget what they're Jesus called. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, the judge, <laughs> the Taurus judge. I think that's what it was. Good. Um, yeah, I think stupid. Um, so uh, when they're doing this in doc, they find jammed up a dude's uh, 
rectum is a uh, a treasure map, which you know is you know where you typically find treasure maps. This this scene too is hilarious because he's like he only has the one glove, and he tells Spike yeah. Jones to dig it out of his yeah. ass. Yeah, he's open like, it up. Yeah, this is how the chain of command works. This is how the chain yeah. of command. Yeah, I, I don't know what to uh, tell you. I don't want to tell you, man. What's his name? Gavin. Yeah. So was that also, yeah. I think it was it was something like that. Conrad. Also Conrad. Uh, Conrad. Also, like I, it's I, I was immediately thinking about how we were talking about um, G- Good Morning Vietnam, and we're talking about how it's like a tonal mess. But like this movie is like a master of tone because it yeah. is funny, and it it juggles being funny and being like action packed and being and like super sad. sad. Yeah. And, oh like, my god. And like reflective about like what fucking a mess war is, especially like modern war. Like I, I, I couldn't stop, but like, like this was amazing as far as it being able to juggle all those things. Whereas like Good Morning Vietnam was just like, what am I watching? You know what I mean? Like I bought yeah. everything in this movie. Like I, and it, it, it it's it was incredible. Like reading the script, it must have been like this will never work because I mean. That scene where they pull the, the map out of the ass is hilarious. I mean, it's like on paper. It's, I'm sure it was even funny funnier. Read. Is like the throwaway of like, yeah, they pulled a map out of his ass. Like, you should see what they pulled out of his dick. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the reporter trying to find out like the details, and everybody had like a different story. Yeah, like, it was like yeah. the ultimate game of telephone. Yeah, when Spike um, Jones is retelling Marching Mark shooting that guy that's surrendering, and his head yeah. pops off. Yeah, when they cut to the flashback and the, the, the font of blood that happens. So, so uh, anyway, they find this map. They're trying to figure out. So, uh, the chief, played by uh, uh, Ice Cube, he's like, "All right, well, I think this is a. We think it's a map. We've got some uh, some recon photography. We can figure out these might be Saddam's hidden bunkers. You know, let's try and figure this out." Word gets up, you know, around the base to George Clooney, who's sort of this disaffected, like he's like a major. Who's been put on PR detail? Yeah, and he's, he's like a former ex- like special forces. He's a former special yeah special forces guy. Delta? He's just completely like he he thinks this is like the like the biggest waste of time. Like the war is the biggest yeah. waste of time, and especially what he's doing in this war Besides is a tremendous waste Judy of time. Greer. Yeah, so he's banging Judy Greer, and that's rad. Um, but he's assigned to escort Nora Dunn around, and she's like this hard-nosed reporter who's not banging everybody. Uh, so he sends, he catches word of this, and he uses his uh, his his spec ops knowledge, and I, he drops a line. He's like, this is why we're special ops. We get the best flashlights. Uh, that that black... line is fucking tremendous. Oh, that line know. is tremendous. Uh, first of all, let's, let's stop for a minute and talk about how great Jamie Kennedy is in this movie. Right? <laughs> he really is. He's actually like, really good. Who would have yeah. thought Jamie Kennedy could be so, like, perfect. Yeah, yeah he, he he like he's just a, he's like a big old dumb. He's a bigger dumb dumb than Conrad. He's like standing outside <laughs> with his night vision goggles on, guarding the shed Dude, as, as like, George Clooney they, comes they, marching they don't in. Work in the these daytime. don't work he's during like, the daytime. Yeah, they sort of work. He's yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't so, get to use them. So yeah, and then that's sort of you know it's funny. It's a funny joke line, but it really does sort of express like the kind of mood 
of everybody in the movie, which is like, we got all this training, we did all this shit, we never got to do anything with well, this it is or like, about uh, it. To me, this is like a better version. Like, a lot of the same themes are revisited in that movie Jarhead, which I also I like liked. Jarhead. You didn't like Not Jarhead. nearly. I did like it, but not nearly as much as I like this. But yeah, that's that also was all about, about the malaise yeah. of war. like And they're just never getting, it was like, it was, was that Skarsgård? That was Hall. No, it was Jill and Hall, but Jill and Hall's buddy, the the spotter, his well, snipers. His, that wasn't um, what's his name? Generation Sling Kill. No, I thought it was um. Didn't the little kid from Slingblade, his buddy in Jarhead? I think you're no, right. No, I thought it would. I'll look it up. But anyway, um, so these guys find the map, and then George Clooney's like, "Look, here's the deal. These are probably Saddam's hidden bunkers. He stole all this stuff from Kuwait. I have no issue stealing things from Saddam Hussein." We've got, you know, we're out of here in two weeks. This is 60 miles away. Uh, we can take this quick. and retire. You go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was Googling Jarhead, and it said film series. Yeah, there's they like made, a bunch of direct-to-video sequels. They made all like, like stupid four, action movies. They made yeah. four sequels to Jarhead. What? Yeah. That's, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I've, I've seen them pop up on, like, the streamies. Uh, Sean was right. Lucas Black it is, is Lucas Black. Kid, You're 100 correct. He's the little kid from Sling Blade, who also was yep. in uh, Tokyo Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yep. Nice. Um, yeah, also, uh, Mother's Milk is in the movie. Laz Alonzo. Oh shit. Oh. Yeah. oh wait, no. Peter Scar. Peter Sarsgaard is also in Jarhead, <laughs> but he's not the character that you. But he's not Scarsgaard. What well, doesn't matter anyway? Um. So they're like, all right. Here's the plan. We're gonna go. Steal this gold. We're gonna all be rich. We're gonna quit our day jobs and we're gonna go home because George Clooney's got like two weeks to retirement. It's also and, like, it's also important to note that Ice Cube sort of speaks Arabic. Like he at least can read it and understand bits of it because there are parts definitely where they're speaking Arabic and he notices what they're saying. But like I don't yeah. know that he can full on translate it. Oh, uh, while uh, we're talking about actors with like really great performances, you wouldn't expect. I thought uh, Ice Cube was excellent in this movie. He's, like, subtle, and, like, he's, like, the voice of reason throughout the entire movie. It's wild. Yeah, it's... like, he, again, like, they're all kind of playing, like, I, I guess with, with Marky Mark and Ice Cube, like, I know them from their more, like, when they became more established, where, like, they kind of play the same character, and they're not they're not playing those characters in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's like, this oh, is, they can actually act. We talk about actors' pieces all the time. I think this is a director's piece because, like, everybody in this movie that's normally dog shit is excellent. Yeah, that is, Yeah, no, good call. Um, so they, so like, all right, we're gonna head out. We're gonna go to just outside of Karbala, and we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this mall on it. So they hop in a Humvee and they start heading that direction. And the while they're out there, they're... you mean those little metal cubes that you make chicken broth out of? No. Can <laughs> yeah. you keep this guy under control? That <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the fact that George Clooney has like no time for it is George yeah. Clooney really is like he's a great actor. He's brilliant in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um so they're rolling around. I want to I want to point out some Ice Cube is knocking Nerf footballs out of the sky with an M16. That's impressive shooting. Right Dude, how there. funny is that scene where he's, they're going on about black quarterbacks, and it's like, okay, we can agree that there are many excellent black quarterbacks. <laughs> the fact the way oh, the monkey like, mark uh, tries to settle it. He's like, what about Warren Moon? Well, the Oilers, they didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. Randall Cunningham? I gotta Eagles send you guys, never going to win with him. I got to send you guys the fucking uh, screenshot, though, because I meant I wanted to send that gift to you guys. So I put it in the line, yeah. and it just showed a bunch of pictures <laughs> of Tom Brady. 
Oh, shit. Uh, I, I also like the reincorporation later in the movie. They have this conversation about black quarterbacks, and then he makes that throw with the football to blow up the helicopter. I have issues with that <laughs> throw, might I add, but that's oh, fine. Yeah. I loved it. I thought that was a fun scene. He's like, that's a great a football into the downdraft of a helicopter. Here, here we go. I'm here just saying. We go. I loved Jeez. it, but like, I'm just <laughs> it saying. It was fun. And they, like, again, like, that's fun screenwriting. Yeah. Like, you had that little conversation and it pays off in the movie like you didn't expect that that conversation to pay off later on no it's very and fun so conrad's out here rigging up nerf footballs with c4, c4. and just <laughs> chunking them around the place and then they're like all right that's enough of that enough goofing around listen here's what we're gonna do we're gonna hit this thing hard we're gonna hit it fast so let's practice on this cow and then <laughs> practice a raid on a cow which immediately steps on a mine and that from this point on, the movie stays. No, no, it's, it, it's not a, a mine, though. This is even funnier because, like, oh, it no, it's blows a up. Bomb. Yeah, it's like, well, it's a cluster bomb. They're harder to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is probably an American cluster bomb, which we dropped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so now the stakes are getting a little more. They're, they're covered in blood and guts, and they're like, all right, here we go. Let's go hit this thing. They, they come to this town. Everybody's like, what does Clooney say? Clooney says something about the... The, the shine of the red, white, and blue, or the shield of the with the U.S. It's like we're riding in just on the confidence of being American, and yeah. low like they're flying the flag, they're coming in, no one's fucking with them. Everybody's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And there's people like like coming to them, like help us, help us, help us. And this is sort of where it gets darker and sadder because it's all these disaffected Iraqis that are like Bush said they were going to help overthrow Saddam. Where's George Bush? Are you here to set us free? Because they go in. They raid this bunker. The bunker doesn't have anything they're looking for. But the entire time, the Iraqis are like, the Americans are here. It's time to revolt. So they jump up and they start fighting the guards that have been taken down. And more guards show up. And it turns into a complete clusterfuck. And then you get this woman who's like, we need milk. We can't feed our babies. And then this truck's coming in with milk. And it gets RPG'd. And milk like blows up all over the place. And there's people. It's like a really powerful scene because it's people that are so desperate that they are scooping it out of the sand and drinking it like out of the dirt because they're so bad off and they're, they're so screwed over. And so all this is going down. More Iraqi reinforcements have come, but there's a truce. There's a ceasefire. We've, we're, we're at peace, quote unquote, now. So now the American soldiers and the Iraqi soldiers have this sort of tense moment of, hey, we'll take it from here, chief. And they salute and like send you on your way or whatever. Um, or am I getting ahead of myself? They leave, I love no, they the leave United town. States of Freedom. Yeah, I mean, I love the United States of Freedom, too. Well, because the first they go to that, the first bunker has either junk or nothing. It's got, like, it's got like passports and shit they don't care yeah. about. This. So they leave the town. And, and then they like, leave, oh, no. and then Clooney's like, there's something about that well. Right. And they so go they come... back. Yes, and that's the well that has... Everything. Uh, it's got it's got suitcases full of Rolexes and jewelry and silver, and then it's got just tons and tons and tons of bullion. And then we learn about the tensile strength of luggage from Ice T's former <laughs> career working at the Detroit airport, and they get a yeah, whole lot of like, Louboutin, Louboutin bag. He's like, he used to work at an airport. These have a t- yeah. These have a tensile strength of 65 pounds, so we need a lot of these bags. They load up Louis Vuitton bags with gold bullion, and then they go back up, and now things are getting tense because now more Iraqi soldiers showed up finally. 
And like an Iraqi captain has shown up. He's like, oh, you want the gold, huh? Return to Kuwait. Saddam can't keep. That's okay. And he like orders his soldiers to help them load up all of this gold into this moving truck that they've, they've uh, commandeered. Now, meanwhile, the whole, the, while they're down in the bunker, they also free a bunch of prisoners. They free Chris Cliff Curtis and a bunch of other folks that come out of this bunker. And he's getting like reunited. And they found him strapped to a, a mattress uh, spring being electrocuted. So he's out there. He's got like a, the thing in his teeth so he doesn't bite his tongue off as he's being electrocuted. And they're like, oh, these are these are Saddam, these are Iraqi dissenters. We need to we need to keep them. It's like, listen, we'll get them back, we'll get them back. This is all happening in Arabic. This is what they're speaking. And so they're all up there, and it's like, okay, we gotta let these people go. And there's this real this tense moment with all right, take the gold and leave. We're gonna take care of this. And it's established that Saddam does not care about the wealth right now. Saddam cares about putting down any resistance, and that's expressed through his, his chain of command. So then George Clooney starts having a moment of, we can't let you do that. We can't, we're taking these people with us. He has like a standoff with this commander. They they fight over the barrel of an AK-47. The dude gets shot in the foot. And then there's a bing, bang, boom sequence of people getting shot in slow motion. And then this guy catches one through the chin out the top of his head. And then it's like, all right, let's go. They round up all the people. They get in the trucks and they start heading out of town. Meanwhile, an Iraqi tank shows up and shit gets wild. Also, they end up driving through a minefield. So the entire field and they're getting hit with uh, CS gas, CS gas mortar shells. Yeah. So they are getting, so, so the whole, the whole operation has gone tits up, right? Uh, They're out there. They're getting CS gas. They're in a minefield. The truck full of gold blows up. The Humvee blows up. Meanwhile, might add Jamie Kennedy has been put on Nora Dunn detail and he's just to drive. He's just supposed to drive uh, her around the desert because uh, George Clooney's "quote unquote" checking something out. And he, I afraid he called her. He called her in, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we're getting ready. We're gonna bring her in or whatever." So now they're kind of in route. So everyone gets the CS gas causes enough confusion that everyone gets separated. Marky Mark gets captured and taken back to the Iraqi bunker, and then George Clooney, uh, Ice Cube. And Spike Jones are all a little fucked up, and they get taken back with a good chunk of the gold back to this sort of Iraqi uh, uh, resistance bunker. So now we've got these parallel tracks going on. You have George Clooney trying to talk to these former Iraqi soldiers and these Iraqi resistance folks, and like, listen, we they're like, we'll help you get the gold, but you have to get us to the Iranian border. And they're like, they make a deal to say, okay, we're going to do that. Meanwhile, in what is probably the most powerful scenes in the entire movie, a movie full of great scenes, you have Marky Mark. First of all, he finds a, I guess, a working satellite phone, is able to call home to his wife, who's just given birth all to right, his kid. So, so hold on, time out, pause. Sure. You had a problem with the fucking football pass, but you don't have a problem with this cell phone scene where he's I don't I don't know the physics of cell phones. Magically able to call his wife. Like this is the only part of the movie I was like, that's a little goofy. Like well, if it's a satellite phone, maybe I no, don't know. It, he just dials out. Like you got it. Like they're, they're international calls. They don't work like that. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, suspend disbelief is a wonderful scene. What, what yeah, was all if, if you're said calling, to me? If you're calling America from another country, the international code is just one. Because we it? the best. Because we're number true? one. Yeah. That's if you're true. dialing to like Europe, it's like one zero. Like there's other numbers there. 
All Just right. like DJ Khaled said. I take it back then. So he calls. We, have, we, we the best music. We the best cell phones. So <laughs> uh, he calls home. He tells his wife roughly. You know, he tells. What's funny is he like. I love the scene because he doesn't panic. He's not like, oh my god. He's like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. Trying to get home. Things are all right. Just busy at work. Oh, by the way, call the command. The, well, first the, he tries what, what to was call that noise? Oh, that's, just, that's just a wall blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. First he calls the operator. He's like, she's like, he's like, do you speak English? She's like, yes. He's like, how can I connect you? He's like, can you connect me to Operation Desert Storm? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, have a yeah, number yeah. for Operation Desert Storm. Yeah. So then he calls home to Detroit. Detroit calls. He's like, call the reserve office, honey. Tell him outside of Kabbalah and he right here and send help. I'll see you soon. I love you. I'm going to set you up. And so then he does that. He gets, uh, and now he's being taken to another room, and then you are. I gotta look the guy's name up because uh, I forget who said it earlier. But he, this guy, just kills it. The actor's name is uh, Saeed Tagmui, dude, and he plays kills Captain it. Saeed, who is an Iraqi officer who basically interrogates and tortures Marky Mark. He's like, no one knows you're coming here, bro. He's like, what's wrong, U.S.? Like, he's like, he's like saying, like, hey guys, okay, like, come on, dude. And he's like talking about how, like, you know, I joined Saddam's army because, you know, it'd be good money for my family. I could raise my, you know, I could, I could raise my family, and it would take care of them. And now, you know, your bombs crushed my wife's legs. She doesn't have any legs anymore. Your bombs dropped concrete on my kid's head, my three-year-old son, in his bed. He's dead now. And then Marky Mark's like, oh, I have a daughter too. He's like, why you tell me that, bro? It's like we're both fathers. Like, no, bro, I'm not a father oh, no, anymore. My kid's <laughs> dead. Oh, did you? I'm sorry, I had to look away for a second. Did you uh touch on the part of the beginning of the interrogation where he's like, America's so fucked up they made Michael Jackson hate himself for being black? Yeah, yeah. he was like, What's wrong with Michael Jackson, bro? He's like his face all carved up, his white. Yeah, so like there's this big indictment of that. So there's also sorts of indictments of America. There's one about how we do warfare, and it's two, it's how we leave people like twisting in the wind there's a great like a uh, three billboards bit of dialogue earlier in the movie where uh uh one of them uses a racial slur and ice cube's like i don't want to hear you say that and then marky mark uses other racial slurs and he's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. like camel jockey is perfectly acceptable oh like, yeah i'm trying not to say Christ. that oh. but yeah well uh, I, i'm quoting marky mark it's yeah well, you know, yeah, ice, ice cube's only problem with it is when they contain slurs about black people it's it's Wild that's slur, true. I'm not yeah. going to say those two. While yeah. slurring the Middle East, the ones that I, don't I refer to, to black, words... the ones that don't yeah, refer to we... African Americans, he's fine with because you fuck can them. use your imaginations. I think we all know the the slur he was using. Just hit me up on TikTok. I'll give you the rest of them. So <laughs> you don't have TikTok. So and you're now, not using uh, the show's page for that one. Well, uh, they just can't spread it. You're just you're just going to use those. To, like, hey guys. <laughs> you want to hear some Middle Eastern slurs? Yeah, here's the Middle Eastern. Here's the top two Middle here's Eastern the top slurs. Two that Middle Eastern that Ice Cube hated. All right, well, this is getting clump chimped. We're <laughs> getting clump chimped. So now, uh, anywho, um, so there's this whole scene where, like, you know, you're like this guy who worked. He's he's part of Saddam's regime. He's part of the problem, and he is incredibly sympathetic because it's just like. His life's a fucking nightmare, right? 
And then you got Marky Mark. So this movie takes a, this, like, it's, it's already made the turn, but the turn is continuing from being sort of a maybe a fun heist romp a la an Ocean's Eleven to becoming, like, sort of a very dark commentary on war and, like, the uh, the unintended consequences of war and the carelessness with which war is conducted and, like, the fallout of leaving jobs unfinished and yeah, of just, like, like yeah. humanizing both sides of a war. Exactly. Like, just, like, the war is... Like, I, I think, like, the thing I took away from most of this movie is, like, well, the war's over, but what does that really mean? It's not really over. Like, we just well, it's stopped. not over for these people. It's, yeah, over for, over, yeah. it's over for the U.S. government in the sense that we can leave now because we've decided that this is an arbitrary point to stop. Right, exactly. Um, But, like, these folks are going to have to live with the fallout, especially the ones, and they keep bringing it up. It's like, Bush said to rise up, and we'd support you. Now, where's this? Now we're getting killed in the streets. like Bay of Pigs. Like, it's like, you were supposed to help us, and you didn't. And now we're being slaughtered. So, uh... George Clooney calls in some favors to get some uh, get some additional, like, some trucks to move people. He's like, we're going to assault this prison uh, in this bunker in the side of the cliff, and we're going to get our guy back, we're, and then we're going to get you and your people to the Iranian border with the gold, whatever. So there's also a great scene where the uh, – uh, is it McKelty Williamson, the guy who played uh, Forrest Gump's boy? He's, the, he's like – getting ready to be a general and then the captain his name the actor's name's Holt. Yeah. Holt. what's he Holt? from mind Holt hunter batman versus superman okay. yeah he plays uh he's great he's in like every david fincher movie he's like one of the guys he's like one of the the like disciples in tyler durden's fight club he's the guy that that smacks the bible out of the guy's head he's Look, we're in, talking like, about we're, we're talking about Jason Patrick's chiseled jawline last week. This guy is a face made of granite. Like this guy is like that guy. He, he's if you haven't watched Mine Hunters, definitely watch. He's so good in that. Like that's a he's a he's always been like a kind of like he is in this movie. Like he's always he's been in a ton of shit. He's got a ton of acting credits, but he's never been like the guy. And he kind of gets to be the guy in in Mine Hunter a little bit. I highly recommend. Yeah. It's a shame they'll never get a season three of that show because it was really good. So there's, there's a scene with him and uh, McKelty Williamson. They're going, they're somewhere out there. We're going to find them. We just got to look. Here's the map. We'll figure it out. They got, And then meanwhile, all of these trucks are just driving out into the desert for no reason. They're just not paying attention to what's happening. So, yeah, I, I love the oversight. Like, nobody knows anything. Like, they, you know, this is supposed to be, like, this hierarchy. Everybody checks in with everybody. Like, nobody knows anything that's going on in this space. So everybody kind of converges on this, like, so they're like, all right, we're going to do a head fake. We're going to act like Saddam's coming, and that's going to scare a bunch of people away from this fort. Then we'll attack. So they, this car comes screaming up. It's like, Saddam's on his way, and he's going to kill you for screwing up. And then the guy just dips out. And the guard's like, oh, shit, Saddam's coming. Like, like the, the way he delivers that line, like, he's coming specifically for you because you messed up. And then everybody pisses their pants and, like, literally runs away, or most of them. Because they see, like, the, the Saddam limo coming because they've been captured previously. So that clears out a bunch of guards. So you've got this convergence of, you have the guard, you have, like, the, the group coming to get Marky Mark. At the same time, right, the reporter shows up. Right. Is that when she, did she get show up with Jamie Kennedy at that point? Or was that uh, earlier? It's pretty close to then, I think, if it's not right then. At some point, Jamie Kennedy gets stripped down to his underwear and sent back out into the desert, and this Nora woman's trying to, like, record everything. 
Um, I think it might have been when they initially got captured. But so all this hell's breaking loose. Uh, they get in there. They save Marky Mark. Uh, they Marky Mark doesn't kill the one dude gets shot in the leg. This guy Saeed, um, he gets shot in the leg, and then George Clooney has this moment where he hands he play, puts the gun. He frees Marky Mark because Marky has been tied down to the chair. He's been being electrocuted over this coil over his jaw and ears, and he puts the gun in Marky Mark's hand like chest, like you do it. You finish him off, and Marky Mark chooses not to. He just kind of unloads next to the guy's yeah, head. Yeah, I like I like that scene. Because he's like he's not a monster, like, and he knows this guy is angry. Is is probably not a monster too. He's just they're just on they're both, you know, on the wrong side of this thing. So they're right. getting out. We got this helicopter that's coming in, fucking shit up. Uh, Ice Cube destroys it with a C four, uh, football. You've got a couple of guards decided to come back and see what's going on. Spike Jones is stuck under a corpse. Marky Mark finally gets out, and this is the point that Alec was making. Uh, he comes out and he's just shell shocked and fucked up, and like he's like, like he you can tell he is just a mess, and it's some of his best acting, probably ever. Um, yeah, he's great. And his boy Conrad comes running out, like, "Oh my God, you're because Conrad loves Troy. Troy is Marky Mark's character. Troy, you made it. Troy made it." And then they even they Con- even like uh, say they're getting with a Chiron. Yeah, at the very beginning when they're explaining who everybody is, and they put like words up on the screen. It's like Troy is a uh, well, father of one, blah blah blah, carpet salesman or whatever. And then it's like Conrad is a high school yeah. dropout who wants to be Troy. The yeah. scene where they're like, "What? Like, you want to quit your day jobs?" and it shows the cut of it's got Marky Mark <laughs> like changing copy toner, getting all over him. Like he's got fucking Ice Cube like wrestling bags at an airport, and then it cuts to Spike Jones just unloading a, a sawed off pump action shotgun into like the husk of an old Buick that's right. covered in like stuffed animals. He's like, I don't really have a day job. It's fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it keeps coming up. They're like, oh, he didn't finish high school. It's like, stop telling people that. Um. So they get them. They get everybody together. They're like, all right, we're gonna head to the Iranian border now. So they're getting out. They're making a run. Uh, Nora's there covering it. But now, by now, the uh, the brass have caught wind of the fact that they're doing this. And this is, well, this is not what's supposed to be happening. Like, we are not allowed to. We're no longer involved in this conflict. So there's. it turns into, like, a much better version of the end of Tears of the Sun, where, like, we're getting to this border, the Iranian border, with all these refugees. And there's, like, all these, like, kind of bonding moments. I'm sorry. Hold, I on, a, hold on a second. Yeah, when when you were talking about Marky and Mark, I interrupted you. I forgot to say that uh, Spike Jones gets shot. Oh right, he yeah, gets yeah. shot in the shoulder. Um, and then and, and Marky, Marky Mark, Mark gets shot in the gut, like in the lungs. Yeah, Marky yeah. Mark has a sucking chest wound, and Conrad dies. Yeah, yeah. Conrad has been so enamored with the Iraqi people since he met them, and actually was with them for a day or two that he wants to go to he wants to be taken to the shrine i think is what they called it wherever yeah, the shrine with the holy man he's like that sounds like a pretty good deal yeah he wants to go there with uh with the iraqi uh muslims yeah instead so of his god his christian i would assume whatever ideology he was so they so they get to this border and they've got Conrad who's basically enshrouded in linen. They've got all the uh Iraqi uh refugees. 
and they're all kind of walking. They're like, nobody bring guns. You can't take them. American soldiers. And they got this sort of like um, human shield of American soldiers walking them up to the Iraqi-Iranian border. And they're like, we got to get them through. We just got to get them through. So then the American helicopters drop in front of them. It's like, you can't be here. You can't do this. They're pulling the uh, pulling our guys away. Like I'm saying, Marky Mark's got this sucking chest wound that's like basically like the air in his chest is collapsing his lungs. So he's got this little air valve and he's keep releasing it with. He gets like tied up and he's like suffocating, like dying right there. It's this really tense moment where like, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's American policy being just put on, uh, put on the forefront of this conversation of just like, where do we stop our involvement? At what point do we, where does our morality end for the sake of this right and it, it real it's a, it is a really tense moment until jim gaffigan for some reason yeah that was is, that who that is, was is the guard that cuts his handcuff no lines no that was jim gaffigan no I, shit i, I was well, like I saw, what I was is like, he is that, doing in this i was like is that jim gaffigan like that is the first thing i thought when i saw him i couldn't no shit that's, that's wild. What, yeah i thought that was him so they're basically like it's 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 Clooney and Ice Cube and Marky Mark pleading, just get him across, let him get across. So then George Clooney has this moment where he gives a look to Ice Cube and he gives a look to Marky Mark. And they both kind of nod. It's like, listen, you want the Kuwaiti gold? We'll give you the Kuwaiti gold, but you got to let these people across. And so then uh, McKelty Williamson and Holt Mc... So by now, all the Iraqi... Refuge has been rounded up into like a pen right there at the border on the Iraqi side to face execution or whoever knows what's going to happen. Something terrible. Um, and so they, the, the Amer- like they walk up to the basically Iraqi yard and say, you got to let them through. And they let them through. So all these guys make it to Iran with, and they're smuggling in bullion and gold. So they're hopefully taken care of. Yeah, and each, then each Iraqi got a gold bar. Yeah. So then, and then uh, George Clooney and company, take the Americans and the whole time they've got the kind of the cover of the press. And so instead of being court-martialed, they're all honorably discharged alleged, you know, in the, you know, coda of the movie. This is another movie with a uh, coach Carter. I love the coach Carter coda. Um, then, you know, so you, you find out that, uh, Oh, and they took Conrad's body with them to be enshrined in wherever and in, in Iran. Uh, so then, you know, George Clooney retires. He becomes a he becomes like a like a military consultant to Hollywood. Uh, Ice Cube goes to work with him, uh, so he's good to go. And you got uh, Marky Mark opens his own carpet store, and he's happy and great. And then the movie, uh, just I think that I think that's it. I forget if there's a little wrap up about anything else. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if no, it says anything I, about the war, I and that's that's. that's that's three Kings. And I was just looking through the cast again and we forgot to bring it up. And I did not realize this I know we said that Aaliyah Shawcat was in this movie. She's the little girl. She's the little girl with the two broken arms. I couldn't even, that's wild. to me. But that's, I mean, that's, it's a movie that starts with like this sort of like happy go lucky heist premise. It ends up just being this really like kind of thoughtful and thought provoking, like exploration of war and consequence. And it's, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very, very good. Like, I think, like, I, again, I said it before, but I think, like, the thing I took away most from this movie is the fact that it can, I don't know, I, 
I don't know. This is a weird comparison, but like we, it's a movie that we watched on the show. But like a movie like Parasite is a movie that juggles being scary, being comedic, being serious, like, and it does it all without batting an eye. You know what I mean? It, 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 it like is a roller coaster for your emotions, and a lot like Parasite, it makes you think about, you know, through its through all those things, through its horror and comedy and you know, commentary, it makes you think about the world. And I think like, you know, this movie does that very well, like how, and I think, you know, it's something we talked about. uh, I think we talked about it last week about how, even though this shit is all the way back in the nineties, like it feels more relevant now than ever. Like shit hasn't changed. Like we're still in never ending stupid wars that mean fucking nothing. I mean, it you know it, it's crazy like you could you could really you could probably remake this movie and put it in afghanistan and it'd be exactly the same. you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. it's but yeah i i mean it's it's great like and performances like across the board like there's not a bad performance in the whole movie like there's not no. even one that's just like yeah but this guy no it's all you know, and normally I hate shit like this, but he overexposes a lot of the shots in it, and like I'm like, that looks interesting. I wonder so what that's... that is. And it turned out he did it on purpose, so it would look like the news photos from Desert Storm. Yeah, yeah oh. this weird blue, like because of the way it was lit. So I was thinking about that. There's a lot of things that I feel like. You know, we talk about like the new metal horror movies. I feel like this movie had a lot of like sort of 90s filmmaking kind of tropes that were kind of thrown at it a, a little lot bit. Of like, did a lot of those like quick editing cuts and there's one like oversaturation. There's, one thing, there's yeah. one thing, there's one scene in particular that like is the only thing that I, I didn't like what he did and it's when they have that kind of Mexican standoff and they shoot and everything goes like slow-mo. It just, yeah. it don't, I don't like it at all but it's literally the only thing that his only directorial choice that I didn't like, like there I like a... when they talked, they showed his like Marky Mark's like wound, and they did like the X ray, and they showed like the pus going out, like the NFL blitz the league. I, I like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Like there was a scene early in the movie where I forget what the transition was, but I think it's between George Clooney doing something ends up being like ultra slow mo, and then it comes to them dumping like alcohol all over Conrad's hands because he just pulled the map out from the dude's butt and then it like starts in slow-mo and then ramps back to real time. There's some stuff like that that I did not care for. And there's like a couple of scenes where like they were showing people and like the sky behind them was moving like, like oh, real I like fast, that. like I the like clouds behind shots. it. I, I mean, it kind of felt like, you know, like I'm saying, I feel like it was still like a product of its time. Like it felt kind of um, natural born killers esque, not as heavy handed. Yeah. I grant you, but like, Nothing um, is. <laughs> but yeah. and I also want to just touch his on shirt says demon because he's a bad guy. He's a bad man. <laughs> um there's a scene that I'm surprised Sean didn't bring up. I mean he was in the he'll bring up in the final controls, but I just want to touch on it. The scene, and it's just a really charming scene where they're in this bunker that has all of these cars in it. And throughout the movie, Ice Cube and Marky Mark have been arguing about whether Lexus makes a convertible or not. Yeah. And he walks, and Ice Cube walks up to him in his car. Is like, like, is Infinity? He's like, Lexus make this? Like, no, Infinity only. Like, all the Iraqi guys who like know the cars, like, they're all in agreement. They're all like, yeah, Infinity only, Infinity only. Yeah. And, so it's, and it's like, it's kind of like, a, and then it gets blown up later. And then, 
fucking market bar saying, hey, that's your car. That's the infinity, that's the infinity uh uh uh, uh fucking I can't think of it. You know what I mean? The infinity. Well also the infinity. that that yeah. also the infinity convertible, down. that's the one. That comes. That's the scene that we're all talking about, where he's like super out of it, like shell shocked. Yeah, yeah it's, so it makes it even. See, the scene at the end where he's like, uh, "What? Okay, well, you go over there and tell him that uh, someone have to die because it's not convenient. Because I can't do that." Like that is a that line yeah. is so fucking good. I don't know. Yeah, Alec, your thoughts? Oh, I thought like. I echo everything everybody said already. Like this movie is excellent. Yeah. Um, I still remember a whole bunch of lines from this movie. It turns out, and I haven't seen yeah. it in twenty I'll years. Always remember that Spike Jones, the We Three Kings be stealing the gold. I think that was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Um, I remember some of the lines with the uh, with the Michael Jackson thing. I was like, oh, yeah. I remember this like. Almost seen almost word for word, and I've seen this movie once twenty years ago. Like it really must have uh, had an impact. Um, but yeah, this movie slaps. Like, and David O. Russell is very hit or miss, but this is definitely a hit. I yeah, like, like the fighter. I like Silver Linings Club. I did not care for American Hustle. I didn't see good. that. I yeah, liked I American like, Hustle. I thought it was very overrated. Hmm. Yeah. I love how messy this movie is. Like, it's like nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Like, nobody's, like, nothing's right. under control. Like, it's just like. Like, everybody keeps looking to Clooney kind of for guidance. Yeah. And he gives it, but it's wrong half the time because he's just yeah. like, well, I guess got to do something. Here's, yeah. here's my best guess. Just like, everybody's just a massive fuck up. Like, the first time they pull into the first city for the bunker, and he's like, there, there. No, wait, no, over there. He's like he doesn't even know where he's going no. inside the city that has like three buildings. <laughs> did, did you guys touch on? I'm sorry, I, I'm doing something with the dog. Did you touch on the scene where Mark remarks calls his wife from the cell phone and has to tell yeah. her where? Okay, yeah. And he's That's like totally thing. calm about it. Like yeah. he's just, and he's just like, hey, "How you doing? Can you call I, the Operation Desert yeah, Storm?" I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know when it's going to be over. You know, they haven't given us a date yet. Yeah, he's like, so charming you, in this. What movie. are you wearing? Oh, it's a suit jacket. It looks good though, right? Like fits it pretty good. Yeah, you look yeah. good. I, I also there's a little scene. It's kind of dropped, but like it made me think of The Simpsons, and you know that's always fun. Where that one guy is just like he just got a handful of like the counterfeit jeans that they have, and I was like, Gloria Vanderbilt's back for revenge. <laughs> oh yeah, he runs, he runs into Clooney and drops them all, and then he just like I just want my jeans, man. Yeah, he just picks up his jeans. He's got and goes. like piles of jeans. It's just very funny to me. I know. But, um, uh, I know we talked about it earlier, but I don't think we like we didn't talk about as much in the discussion of the the plot. But Cliff Curtis's character, who's this. You know, Iraqi dis- like um, dissident, right? His character's great in this movie, and he's just yeah, like really humanizes it. Where he's like, "I, I my cafes were almost in profit, and then he came blew everything up." Like he's got like a very human, like not just like a oh like victim kind of thing. Like, hey man, like I'm trying to run a business over here. You just fucking bomb the piss out of it. Yeah, you're not doing us any good. Like you're just like he he is so good. He's like I said, everyone's great in this movie. He's great in this movie. 
that's enough yeah. of the Clear Farley show, so we can stop just yeah falling. Stop over. jerking this off. Yep. Uh, all right, five knuckle shovel time, I guess. Alec. Um, a nine. Based. Uh, this movie's great. Like, I loved it. I was a little worried at the at the beginning because I was like, it's almost two hours long. I was like, man, this this has, has has the potential has the potential to drag. But yeah, it yeah. uh, it flew by. Didn't feel like two hours. It was. It's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's emotional. It's heart wrenching. Um, it's got some really good like action scenes <clears throat> and sequences. <clears throat> I found myself about five or six times forgetting that there were two Gulf Wars and it's every, everything is bush, bush, bush. And just like right, slipping right. that it's the second one. Like, oh, no, no, this was <laughs> yeah. the first one. How great is that? Where it's like, George Bush wants you, me? Yes, you. And then he goes, the whole school is like, yes. And he's like, I still can't give you the car. And he's like, how much is it going to cost me? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, yeah, that's <laughs> a great scene. Um, but yeah, this will be, this will be, uh, I felt like it absolutely slapped. Um, I was as we as I finished it, I got mad for a few minutes because it didn't have "Give Me Some Love," and then I forgot that we weren't actually doing that theme yeah. this week. It feels like it feels it like feels like a movie that should have had that in it. But when they were driving through the desert, it very well could have had "Give Me Some." They were this playing also, Bach, and then they were playing Beach perfectly- Boys. This is a perfectly suitable pick for a heist kiss if we would have done it back then. This could have yeah, definitely been that. Yeah. yeah. Um, TJ. Uh, it's a nine for me, dog. Uh, bordering very closely on a ten. Uh, I don't really know why I'm not giving it a ten. You know what? I'm giving it a ten. Gonna do it. Ten. It's perfect. I love this fucking movie. Um, it's really fucking good. Uh. Everything about it is good. I love the look of this movie. Like Sean mentioned, like the weird, like overexposures. Um, I liked a lot of the the like hard camera angles with like the the saturated blue skies. Like I thought it was really like visually striking. And uh, I, I I take a shot every time TJ brings up fucking Star Wars. But like, <laughs> how much how much fucking boring ass desert scenery have we seen in fucking Star Wars? And it's just like the worst thing you've ever seen and it's flat and bland. Like this is like really dynamic. It looks really cool. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was sad. I thought, I mean, I just, I just, it's just like an airtight script. Like it's such a, it's such a well-made film. Like there's no weak spots in it. Like it's just, it's a, and it's, it's a complicated movie, not so much in like the A to B of it, A to B of it, but like the, Again, the emotional range that this movie has. Like, I mean, when this movie starts off, you think this is going to be like almost like a slapstick dark comedy. Like, obviously, the when Marky Mark shoots that guy, it, it does set the tone. But then immediately following that, it's like, look at these goofballs, like shaving each other's heads, like throwing each other, each other through tables like it's a Buffalo Bills game. <laughs> like... Speaking it's, of, they are fucking cluster bombing the Titans right now. Oh, right. It's okay. 41 to 7. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's an amazing movie. It really is. It's, it's, I can understand, like, 
because like I, like Alex said, I agree with Alex. Like David O. Russell is kind of hit or miss with me, but I can understand why he got so hyped up after seeing this movie. Like the, it's it's incredible, um, fantastic. So yeah, uh, Sean. Oh, it's a ten for me for sure. It's uh, I mean, it's a little bit long, but it's offset by the fact that it's like super ambitious, like a messy dark comedy about a. A retroactively unpopular war that was a very popular war, I believe, at, at the, the time. time. Yeah, like I, the thing I always think about the Iraq War is the Super Bowl between the Giants and the Bills because I remember watching it when I was a kid and they would just constantly cut to these guys in these tents out in fucking Fallujah or whatever watching the Super Bowl. Like I, I always, like, yeah. yeah, I always think of that. It's a movie that could have went wrong in a million different ways and still like sticks the landing. Like I don't know, man. Like. This is a top tier war movie because it like it is very expressly showing all sides of it and how everything's just fucked up. Like there's nothing heroic about this movie except for maybe the very end. But like it, they're they basically have to like they would yeah. be inhuman at that point if they didn't, you know, give up the gold. Right. To let the people go. Like, I mean, you got to do something. Like, if I would have made the movie, they would have just let them get killed and kept the gold because that's, I think, more realistic. Um, One thing, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, something I, I thought about that I wanted to bring up real quick because this is a perspective that only us old men are going to have. But do you remember that it, it's so funny to think about now because this isn't even a conversation nowadays. But, like, do you remember... This was in the phase where George Clooney was transitioning from being a television actor to a film actor. Yeah. And there was a bunch of, like, it, it was this thing where, well, can he do it? And yeah. it's like, he's so fucking good in this movie. Like, what are, like, that? it's such he's, a ridiculous thing to even talk about now, but it was so, a like, thing back then. Effortlessly good at acting? Like, it's like he's not even trying, you know what I mean? And he's always good. Like, I can't remember seeing him in a movie and be like, oh, Clooney kind of sucked in that. Like yeah, never, I can't think of a bad I can't think of a bad Clooney performance. But you all remember what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. He was, he was he on was Roseanne. Dead. He was the manager on Roseanne. He was on ER. I mean, that's well, like... that was he was making I was reading he was making ER when he was making this. He was doing they filmed some of this, I think, in they said Phoenix and some of it in Mexico. Or not Phoenix, yeah. but like Arizona. Sure. But he was doing like four days a week filming ER in LA, then three days a week filming this. Or vice versa, but he was working every day to film both at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think this came out right before Ocean's Eleven, I believe. That makes sense. I think this was like ninety eight, ninety nine. It, it was this. So his movie. So it was this. Then Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Then Ocean's Eleven. That was ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Just a string of bangers. That's a, that's a bunch of bangers right there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, nah, like, sorry, Sean. this movie's yeah, no, no, no. This movie's fucking excellent. Like, it, it is like up there with like a full metal jacket for me as far as like a examination of how war actually is. Uh, the, the best as I could understand it. Uh, gobbles. Uh, it's gonna be a nine for me. Uh, I'm I'm glad this movie held up. That's why I wanted to watch it for my birthday pick because I remember liking it. Still like it. I think I liked it for different reasons now than Young Gogs liked it as a. As a younger man, but it's uh, it's powerful. It's full of great performances. The only thing that's really taken a shine off, I didn't particularly care for some of the camera techniques and some of the some of the stuff seemed a little too jarring for me. Like I, I just didn't particularly care for that. That's my only gripe with the movie. Performances are amazing. 
Um, the performance like, across the board, the story is, it takes you on, like, like everybody said, it takes you on a hell of a ride. Um, and then at the end, you feel kind of good, even though you've been kind of, you've been brought kind of low right in the middle. I mean, it's dark. It's a fucking dark movie at times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's it's a certified good ass movie according to movie the podcast. So uh, you know, shout out to David O. Russell's Three Kings. You did it. Um, I do want to point out that right before speaking of being brought low before being brought on high, uh, this movie came out in '99. Uh, the movie that uh, George Clooney had a starring role in prior to this was 1997's Batman and Robin. Oof. 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 I'd like to see Break if he was back, still make him humble. Yeah, but uh, that might be. And then he had Dust Till Dawn before on '96, which uh, I love. I love movie. that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, that movie's fun. But anyway, yeah, uh, fucking Three Kings. That's a that. movie that understands that it's fucking a dumb, goofy ass horror movie, and it's fun as yeah, hell. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez gets it. Yeah, so uh, got it <laughs> from '99. Let's say '99 to 2000. Two, sure. He had Three Kings. This Oh Brother, The Perfect Storm, Ocean's Eleven, Solaris, and Confessions Ooh. of a Dangerous Mind. That's and Solaris like Solaris remake so bad. So two bad. years. Yeah, he, had a, he directed. He directed that Solaris remake too. Oh. He yeah. he had a insane. I don't know. I like of all the George Clooney characters, I feel like I'd love him the most in Oh Brother. Where art thou? I feel like that is like. I, I don't either think, that or burn after reading. I was gonna say, yeah, that's the one I'm really fond of. Just his like the fucking look on his face when he shows her the dildo I, chair. That's that exactly built. the scene I was thinking of. Yeah, that fucking dildo chair. It's like a dildo bike that he's like <laughs> he's so happy with himself. It's like the, what is it, the Ass Blaster Five Thousand? That thing that Mac has, and it's always sunny. <laughs> Or that, yeah, or that, uh, that, 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 uh, personal transportation vehicle that Mr. Uh, Garrison oh, yeah. creates. <laughs> that <laughs> reveal, the reveal of that bike, because it's like this hidden project. You're like, what's this all about? It's got the exact same vibe as in The Big Lebowski, where he takes, he runs over to Drecky Chewhorn's pad and he's going to like scribble it to see, like, to get something. It's just that, like, quick sketch he did on the phone of a guy with a boner. It's like, <laughs> sort of like the payoff is just silly. <laughs> Fucking treasury? What? Like <laughs> the Russians? No, fucking, uh, no, burn the no, don't no, just fucking burn the body. <laughs> it's it's amazing that uh, that movie doesn't get uh, enough love. That is always considered like low tier Coen Brothers. Yeah, because that's like one of my favorite movies. Just it's full so stop. good. That yeah. is like it is a it is a beloved at least for. Have you seen that, Alec? I've seen Burn After Burn Reading. After Reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your thoughts. Oh, I remember liking it. Yeah, it's been a while. I only saw it once. I think I mixed Beloved that up movie I mixed movie. that up with uh, the men who stare at goats. That movie's a lot That's better true. than people acted like it was. I never saw it. Is they that also Cohen? Is that Cohen Brothers too? No. Yeah. Who is that? Uh, fuck. Um. So, whose pick is it next week? Well, it's still we still we're still on theme. It's still mm-hmm. give me September loving. Um. I've already so wait, I picked Alec. I think it's your pick. Oh. Alec. Uh oh shit. I don't have one ready. Oh no. Works three. <laughs> um, <laughs> just go off theme. Pick some just pick something. Pick something random. Pick the first movie that comes off the top of your head. 
We'll just play. Give me some other. Clerks. Well, here. Let me find my. That's not Clerks. It's still not available yet. Here, hang on. We can make I'm it a surprise. Go find out on TikTok. There's a way for me I'm gonna, to buy I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna, I would. I'm going to go to HBO Max or whatever. Like The fifth thing I click on will be the movie that we're watching. Perfect. Oh, wow. It's old school. Like when we used to just turn on Netflix oh, and put God, a word yeah, in. Yeah, that was our old theme. Yeah, we just put random gen- words. That's generator. how we saw Hundred Bloody Acres, though, and that movie yeah. slaps. That movie rules. <laughs> Classic. But it's also classic. how we saw yeah. like uh, what was that Dark Vengeance? Uh, yeah, school of will, yeah eight double yeah. oh nine. No, double oh nine was like a re- listener request. Yeah, yeah, that was horrible. God, that was a terrible phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we were intentionally trying to find bad movies then. Yeah. That, that was <laughs> now we just found out that most movies are bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had two back to back stunners. So that's and two back to back movies that I'm really impressed. I'm surprised still that TJ has only seen these for the first time. That's yeah, really cool. me too. Two back to back stunners means we're due for a. We're due for a stinker. <laughs> we're due for a. We're due for a stinker. Um. Oh. Young Guns. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. All right. HBO Max says it's in the category of nonstop action. So. In a blaze of glory. I can't oh, that's, believe I've been missing this white knuckle thrill ride. Hell yeah. Young Guns. I used to. I watched that movie so much the VHS tape wore out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like when I was a kid, I could not get over that Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez were brothers. My dad told me like it was some fucking Freemason secret. No, it I was is like, fucking they don't even weird. have the same name. Also, Lou Diamond Phillips plays a Native American and he is Filipino. Yes. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess well, you, get the, you get the regulators. The regulators is the second That's the, song the second, is the second one? one. Yeah. Oh. But the, the second one's good too. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. But I believe the quote in the sample is from the first movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't be any geek off the streets. You gotta be handy uh, with the steel if you don't want to be Ernie Keaton. Yeah. That's a good that's a good song. That's a song that, about Nate Dog gets so horny after murdering several <laughs> people, he goes back to well, but Nate Dog, Nate Dog is Willie. He he forgoes his horniness to save Warren G first. But then he he circles back around. <laughs> but then he goes back, yeah. and the, they they were in the same spot in need of some desperate help. Great women that are broken down. So it's literally the Dennis because of the implications joke. Oh no, <laughs> he gets me to choose them basically. Yeah, yeah. Because Nate Dog and the G Child, they're here for something else. Inside baseball uh, about that. Is um the, the emphasis on the six four red to be exact is because uh, Suge Knight was uh, affiliated with the Bloods and Warren G was affiliated with the Crips. So the original lyric had something with like blue, and then Suge Knight heard him and slapped him in the mouth in the recording <laughs> no studio shit. and made him change it. No shit, you know I never six four red that to be sure. exact. Yeah, that's yeah. I never thought about that because like Snoop 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 was part of Death Row. Yeah. He was always he's a crypt, and then Suge Knight was blood. So how did that ever work? Shout out, out I guess, to the, money, money. The book "Have Gun Will Travel: The Spectacular Rise and Fall of Death Row Records" by Ooh, Ronan Rowe. I need to read that. Yeah. It sounds like it's probably good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, everybody. So next week, Young Guns. I am fucking pumped. I Hell this yeah. better be. Like, we are I, off theme completely. This, this We're this gonna watch like one movie this month for dudes that like movies month. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. One movie this month had Give Me Some Lovin' in it. I might yeah. fuck around and watch Young Guns 1 and 2. Oh. Hell yeah. Treat yourself. Go off, King. Dude. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because like I've seen Young Guns so many times. Like I just can't wait for the ending because the ending fucking rocks. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited to watch this movie. Good job, Alec. Yeah. Solid pick. Really yeah. doing it. All right, everybody. All right. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, follow us on TikTok. Follow us everywhere else. Share the show. Hey, get some of those clink get clanks us, or whatever we're giving us, them. Yeah. Clip clink chip us. Hey, if you climp chip us, Gogs will send you five bucks. You know. Because Lord knows, Lord knows I hate editing shit. <laughs> no, you're I'll role. even climp chip us. I'll give you five Gogs dollars. If you, if you get us, yeah, for every view, Gogs will send you five dollars. No, not five dollars. Not a guarantee. Five. Five gogs dollars. Yeah. yeah five, oh, you yeah. Use it, we have our own the mall whole store. <laughs> I'll take 30, 35 gogs bucks. You're, yep. If, you're, if you get us more than 500 views, we guarantee that we will give you a dollar a view. Not a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your will right. know it. Your ass eat it. Your boys fuck it. That's right. Gogs, you got anything to promote? Actually, Diet oh. Mountain Dew kind of rules, so shout out to oh. Diet Mountain shout Dew. Shout out to Diet shout Mountain Dew. Shout out to Diet Dew. Mountain Dew. They say Mount, Diet Mountain Dew tastes more like regular Dr. Mountain Dew. Well, then <laughs> you tastes more like, like regular up. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Bye. Bye. Good night, boys. boys.